Well, Andrew, it's only a couple of weeks ago that the Winter Carnival Stradbroke season came to an end here in the southeast of the state. Now it's time to look ahead to the Summer Carnival. It's going to be an extended program. It's going to run from November 19 through to January 14. A lot of action in between those dates, a lot of prize money increases and some new races as well. And joining us to, to fill us in on everything, it's the CEO of Racing Queensland, Brendan Parnell. Brendan, good morning. Good morning, Paul, Andrew, and to all the listeners. Now, look, before we get to the summer racing car, we've got to congratulate you on Stradbroke season. It was absolutely fantastic. And once again, there's some big Group 1 winners that I think we can look forward to seeing again in the spring and reproduce some of that form they captured here in Queensland. Yeah, it was, albeit played with wet weather in the first three or four weeks. Um, there was still some spectacular racing and the performance in the grand old dame of Eagle Farm. And particularly Queenslanders to the fore, winning 28, almost half of the black-type races of the carnival, including three Group 1s, stunning win by Gypsy Goddess in the Oaks. Uh, and then you look ahead to star Tontes in the Tiara. And perhaps an emerging star, um, not a Queenslander, but from the Queensland carnival, was Mazu, who really stamped its class. Zaki came back and again rated Group 1. So lots of highlights through there. But the performance of Eagle Farm and great effort by the Brisbane club to relocate that Doombin 10,000 meeting, the first carnival I can recall with no meetings at Doombin. It was incredible, wasn't it? Because as you say, it started wet, but there was some beautiful uh, weather for the main races and Stradbroke Day was as good as you're going to get, isn't it? Wasn't it? It was brilliant. Yeah. And the, the track raced fantastically well, um, Andrew, uh, on that. And the wagering numbers, when you look at our Doombin Cup meeting out, were, were quite sound on that. Before COVID, though, well up on the reconstructed Queensland Racing Carnival, uh, and you'll see strong days. Oaks Day almost joining Derby Day and Stradbroke Day in that upper uh, echelon of the $50 million-plus wagering turnover days. So now for the Summer Carnival, we start on November 19, and then we remove to a 10-race day on January 14 to bring the Summer Racing Carnival to a conclusion with the uh, Magic Millions Race Day. Yeah, there's so many highlights, Paul, um, this year, and really excited to be working closely with the clubs and Magic Millions. It is the Magic Millions uh, Hero Carnival, and for the first time, we have 10 races on Magic Millions Day, the only race card in the Southern Hemisphere with eight $1 million races, the world's biggest ownership race, the Magic Millions, the Syndicate, and the Magic Millions, the debut. The first starting two-year-olds are the two new events. The Country Cup doubles in prize money, but it kicks off at Malulabar Cup um, on the Sunshine Coast uh, with a $150,000 prize there. All listed races will be racing for that prize money and boost for the lock and the buffering during the carnival. And I'm actually up in Toowoomba um, for the launch of the King of the Mountain Terms and Conditions last night. And that'll be another great feature in the carnival as well, a three-quarter million dollar richest regional race in Queensland on New Year's Eve um, just to stoke up what will be a fantastic summer this year. Brendan, can you let us know any of these terms and conditions? Will that be announced later today? All available via Toowoomba Turf Club. Lots of owners. Great to see uh, Winks' owners Peter and Patty tie up for the function last night. And uh, lots of the local trainers, whether it's the Nolans, the McAlpine family, the Frappels, the Lips, um, and lots of owners all keen to get their applications in. Applications close and a ballot will be drawn from applications in early October. And um, once those are announced, that's for 10 of the slots. And there's some really neat conditions around the 11th and 12th slot, including an auction of one of those each year. Uh, when you uh, win a slot in the King of the Mountain, you win it for three years. But all of the details are available only for cutest registered horses, only for Queensland domiciled trainers. So satellite stables are ineligible. 
So it's a race very much for Queenslanders. But the Southern Stables will still have the cutest million-dollar race two weeks later. But all of the details are on uh, via the Toowoomba Turf Club and a, and a great event. And uh, it's been uh, proud to be part of that. Can you explain to some of the listeners that may not be aware of what a cutest bonus is, Brendan? Yeah, so cutest is the Queensland Thoroughbred Incentive Scheme. It's a scheme which is the highest percentage of prize money of any state in Australia on the East Coast, and it's to reward Queensland-bred horses. So our Queensland breeding industry, headlined by Aquis, and then the great work um, with the Nolans and the Calpines and the Krugers as well. But some fantastic stunnings, and the bonuses exceed $12 million. And um, on all black-type races, there's Cutis X available. We run the Cutis Jewel Day with two half-million-dollar races in March. Um, so it's a fantastic bonus scheme. Um, and this race um, was one that um, it, it's, it's really exciting because it does reward uniquely Queenslanders and Queensland-owned horses. And uh, you mentioned eligibility for the uh, King of the Mountain. Um, uh, what people were thinking about uh, in relation to the debut is how you get into that, given it's for uh, first starters, $500,000 race. Can you, has that been decided yet, Brendan, or are you still tweaking those uh, eligibility rules? Yeah, that's been finalised with Magic Millions, but it'll be based, Andrew, around a series of barrier trial performances and ratings from those. Uh, there'll be a selection panel involved with those as well. Lots of intrigue around that, mm. though. That'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that one. Now, one other race that we should be paying attention to is the Gateway, because if you win the Gateway, chances are you could go on into the Winter Carnival and pick up a Group 1. So it's a great race, this one. Yeah, the BRC's um, suggested winning your end of the Stradbroke's been um, a, a great find on that with Apache Chase and Vega 1 going on to take out Group 1s and, of course, Apache Chase franking the Archer form from Central Queensland. But, yeah, just another example of the way the summer's grown. Gypsy Goddess emerged from uh, the Grand Prix in the summer last year to go on and win in Oaks and place uh, in Group 1s in Sydney. Uh, so, again, it's just another example. The Women in Racing bonuses for Magic Millions worth three-quarters of a million dollars for female-owned horses. Uh, loads of highlights and really looking forward to seeing summer this year and, and hopefully um, we're through the worst of the wet weather. Now, poor old Doom but missed out on a few big races because of the wet this last campaign during the winter. So Doom will host, was it four of the six race days here in Brisbane during the summer campaign? Yeah, that's correct. Doom and we'll, we'll anchor those um, with a number of meetings, including the George Moore Stakes. Of course, the really important two-year-old program headlined by the BJ McLaughlin, as well as the Feel and Ready and the Callaway Gal. They're all critical lead-ins to the Magic Millions Classic. Uh, but Doom does shoulder that load. The shootout has been reduced back to 2,000 metres. And that road to Magic Millions through the Doom and Eagle Farm race meetings is so important, uh, giving all of the different contenders a chance to chase that $11.75 million in prize money in mid-January. Now, we've always got questions when you come on the show, Brendan, uh, yeah, and it's always usually about what's happening with Albion Park, where are the greyhounds going and where's the harness track going to be? Well, on the first question there, so Albion Park is earmarked for the 2032 Olympics. The now News Corp publications published the Breakfast Creek Sporting Precinct Master Plan of the Council last week, which highlights significant change there. And we're in dialogue with the state around exiting Albion Park to enable that to occur. Uh, we're getting close to be able to announce the uh, development approvals uh, at any day for the Greater Brisbane Greyhound Centre, which is just south of Ipswich. And we're continuing to work with government and stakeholders, including Albion Park Harness Club, on their new home 
for a centre of excellence for harness racing in Queensland. Now, we missed out on anything else that you want to talk about this morning, Brendan? Uh, just briefly, I think the polytrack's been a boon in saving prize money, but yesterday we had a lot of scratching, so we'll sit down and look at the polytrack process. It has already returned more than $4 million of prize money to industry that wouldn't have happened, but yesterday's scratching rate was too high, so we'll look at that. And we're finalising a new uh, meeting abandonment protocol with Curic, which I think is really important to have better process in that space. Uh, and thanks to the sage advice from our leading trainer, Tony Gollan, this week at Ipswich, we'll be having horses go over the track the day prior. So that is work to continue. There's always much to do in our industry. Good on you, Brendan. Always a pleasure. Enjoy your day in Toowoomba. No, on the way back down, but thank you, gents. Oh, good on you, Brendan. Brendan Parnell there, the CEO of Racing Queensland.